Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica. Hey, Shelby. What's good? What's popping? What's happening? How you feeling? Girl, I feel like it's a Friday, but it's not. But I wish it was. <laughs> I don't know what it right. is. About. Like, if it was Monday or Friday, like, why Why does Friday always feel better? I guess just because <laughs> the weekend is closed. But it's not. It's straight up in the middle of the week. <laughs> yeah, it but is. For it to be in the middle of the week, I'm okay. How are you? You know, I'm making it. I will say that, like, this week is a lot better than last week because for some week, for some reason, like, last week I was over it. Like, everything somebody said, some, every time somebody said to me, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, stop. Girl, people were like, in my meeting, they were like, oh, my gosh, I love the glasses. Thank you. Oh, my gosh, I love the bun on your head. Thank you. Oh, my gosh, y'all, in my head, stop. I'm trying to be incognito. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> But girl, I'm good. I'm blessed. I feel like this month is flying by. Time is flying by. And I'm just trying to keep my life together and figure it out and rest and be a boss bitch, but be a rested one. It's just a lot. It is. It's important to be a rested one. But I have to ask you, since it's the beginning of 2022, and we have talked about our goals, our visions, all of that how are you so far, like I know we only in month one, how are you making time for your personal goals and needs so far? I think for me, I've learned that I've had to be intentional with it and I've had to schedule it. So anybody that really knows me, and if you don't know, now you're going to know, if it is not in my calendar, it doesn't exist. <laughs> and that's everything like I literally put everything in my um phone calendar and my personal calendar and all those things so I think for me like the way that I make time for my personal goals is that I write it down I schedule it and I allot time for it because I feel like if I write it down and I like put in my phone calendar or whatever like okay you know you work from eight to five so from 5 30 to 7 or 5 30 to 8 this is the time that you're going to devote to your personal goals and to your personal dreams and I think for me just setting aside a time setting aside setting aside time to make sure that I'm hitting my goals that I'm taking time for myself is really helping me to stay on track and to be more intentional because what I don't want to happen is that you know I pour into my corporate job and I pour into everybody else but I don't pour into myself and my personal needs I've done it in the past and that's just not something that I want to do going forward in my life so girl I just schedule it and then I just do it and we're gonna see how that works out for you girl what about you friend Yes, I'm one of those people, I think you you nailed it on the head when you said intentional. I think that's the perfect word for any of us because you can say you're going to do this and that all you want to. Oh, I'm finna be in the gym seven days a week. But if you're not going to be intentional, if you didn't buy no gym clothes, not a gym shoe, nothing, then you're not right. going to reach the goal. So I think intentionality is the, the word of the year. Okay, so for me, I write everything down. Kind of like you were saying, if it's not necessarily in my calendar, like meetings and stuff is in there, but if it's like I have a day-to-day like to-do task that I write down in my laptop and mm-hmm. I literally have it like bam, get up, 
time with God or <laughs> 7 a.m. <laughs> right. Out. You know, that kind of thing. I have it written down by the time. And, you know, obviously I'm not right on time, but just setting right. that intention is mainly see my goals. And what is my goal for today? Is it so that I can um, knock out these two podcasts right now? What is the goal? So I try to break down each day into a certain task or goal. Right. And some days I kill all of them. Some days I don't. But right. throughout the week, by the end of the week, I realized that I have been productive and not necessarily just doing a whole bunch of stuff to say I'm busy. And then really, what did I get done at the end of the day? Right. So that's really how I just make time. Um, not only making time for like personal goals, but things that I enjoy doing and things that really bring me joy and happiness. But like you said, I am guilty of being a workaholic and just devoting all of my time to work and then having nothing and feeling depleted when it's time to actually do some things that I actually enjoy doing. So just being more conscious of conscious of that and setting the intent. Yeah. And I think that's the only thing Um, that you can do for him. Yeah. I think, I think that's step number one, honestly. So speaking of being intentional, I feel like that's a a good segue for dating and relationships. Because where is the intentionality? <laughs> where is it? Um, but we're going to switch it up just a little bit for this segment, Dating and Relationships, to talk about friendships. To be honest with you, friendships are very similar to relationships. So um, mm-hmm. the question is, Shelby, or this topic is, we often underestimate the power and influence that friendship has on our life. So they make a huge difference in our lives. So let's talk about it. Number one, what does friendship mean to you? Yeah, you know, I'm, you know, like I am the type of person, anybody that really knows me knows that I take like friendships like really, really seriously. I think it's because like I grew up as the only child, so it's only been me. So like a lot of times when I see people with their siblings, I'm like, man, I wish I was, you know, I had a sibling that I was close to. But um, I think for me, when I think about it in the grand scheme of things, I think that like friends are the family that you get to choose. And I think for me, when I think about friends, like, I think about it like this. I think like, like you said, like, I feel like friendships are very similar to relationships, except they're platonic and friendly. But like, to me, when I think about friendships, I think about it as like being like a mutual relationship where you trust, support, where there's trust, where there's support, where there's loyalty and love, Um, someone who's able to evolve with you, someone someone who has your back in public and in private, somebody that you know that you can trust, somebody that you know has your back, somebody that you can just be your full authentic self with um you know so many times I think me and you've had this conversation people come up to me all the time or people that are just around us or our friends in general they always comment on our friend group and I've heard people always say like Shelby you have such amazing friends like I don't have friends like you like I don't have an Erica or I don't have a Bria or anything like that and to those people I'm so sorry but my friends are at capacity um I just want to put that out there but <laughs> when I think about friendship honestly I think friendship is so important because one thing that I realized is that like, and I put it into perspective, like during the pandemic, I feel like my friends like really, really held me down. And I feel like 
they are one of the biggest reasons that I was able to keep going even during my darkest days. So for me, friendship means a lot and I take it really seriously and I value it. I literally tweeted today, I absolutely love and adore my friends and I hit the friendship lottery because I just think that friendship is so undervalued because when you have the right people around you, I think that it just makes life a little bit easier and a lot more bearable. And I think even on my worst days, just knowing that I have people that, you know, that go to bat for me, that listen to me, that show up for me. It really means a lot because like I've realized that like not everybody has that. So I definitely try not to take that for granted. What does it mean to you, friend? It means um, the same things uh, that you said, obviously, or else we wouldn't be friends. (laughs) So (laughs) I definitely value friendships. I think for me, just my personality in general is I don't really trust a lot of people I don't like to have a lot of people around me so I'm very picky on who I keep in my company and I made mistakes you know by choosing the wrong people or making the mistake of oh we've been friends or I've known her since eighth grade that's just how she is well now it's we ain't in eighth grade no more so it's time to move on um so I do value who I keep in my corner, who is really there for me. I think it's somebody, like you said, who is loyal, who is really will have your back, who will um, mention you in a room that you're not in, you know, um, in a good way, not gossiping right. or anything, but somebody who really has your back and supports you and understands you, does not judge you. You can come to them with whatever you're going through. I think that that is important in friendships, and that's what it, it means to me because I just think of, the type of friend that I feel like I am is the type of friend that I feel like I need, you know? And so right. if I'm putting a pouring into my friendships, this amount of love and energy, and I'm not receiving that back, it's not necessarily, oh, that person isn't my friend because maybe that's just not how she, her friendship love language is, you know? Uh, right. I that up, y'all. But I really believe that friendships have different love languages they do. too. So I think that that's what it means to me. And so with that being said, friend, like what are some red flags in friendship that you feel like you should be aware of? Or how do you know if a friendship is no longer serving you? Let me tell you something. I had to learn this the hard way. Um, I don't know. But like in the past, like I've had like my mom or like other people in my life, like some of my other friends, like point out like that person isn't your friend or, you know, this person feels some type of way about you. And I think that just the type of person I am that I try, like you said, to your point, like, you know, in the past, like I have not always gotten it right with friends, but I've always did my best and tried to be a good friend. But I think that in the past that I have, you know, just missed red flags when sometimes I think that some, I think people can be good people, but they not be your people. Like they not be aligned with, to your point, your friendship, um, your friendship. What's the word? your friendship love language or just like the type of people that you need in your life or the type of friends that you want in your life. I think for me, some things that are red flags to me are that are that they're inconsistent. They're not supportive. They are one-sided. They're inconsiderate. They're jealous. They're envious. They don't really add value, you know, to the relationship. And I think for me, the biggest indicator that somebody is a red flag is that they literally drain me. Like sometimes I've been around people and my intuition has just been like, 
this is this person is not for you or this person is not your friend. Like I've had so many instances. I've had a few instances where I've just felt drained from somebody. And then also I've had some instances where maybe, you know, I've been friends with somebody, but like our time was coming to an end. Like they just didn't really fit you know, into my life anymore. And one thing that I've learned when it comes to friendships and red flags, and this God always does it this way for me. If I do not cut somebody loose when God gives me a red flag, he will make something so dramatic happen that I literally have to stop being their friend. Literally, like yeah. every single time, like you can ask Erica, I've had some of the most dramatic things happen to me. And I was like, it didn't even have to go down like that. But for me, like I've realized that the older I've gotten and as I kind of settle into this, you know, new point in my life and new time in my life, I'm very um, aware of who I call a friend because I don't call everybody a friend um, and I just don't let a lot of people have access to me and energy to me. But through the years, I feel like I've been able to flag when someone is not for me and I think like in the past like you know I'll be like oh that's not that's not red that's orange or that's yellow but now baby if I think it's yellow sis we cannot go no further it is Fort Knox around me like you cannot (laughs) get past me and I think it's really important or I've learned that it's really important to pay attention to the red flags because I don't want anybody around me that does not add value to my life that does not evolve with me or that just doesn't fit my my friendship love language because I just feel like I have so much going on and I'm so busy and I have so much time that I only want to, you know, just give my energy to my friends that show up for me, that love me and that I can depend on. Yes, I agree 100% with that, especially when you named off all of the red flags. I think one thing that sticks out for me the most in friendships is when they just take, take, take. Yep take oh my god I hate that honestly yeah I mean that's a clear sign that the friendship is not serving you if you all you're doing is pouring out and they're not replenishing your cup so one it's a catch-22 because for me I never really realize until I'm burnt out with the friendship that they're just taking because I am a giver and I usually put people before myself and I just naturally do that not saying that that's the healthiest thing but it takes me a while to get to the point where I'm like well dang why am I so drained like here she calling me and I'm like dang what is it like I know it's gonna be something like (laughs) but if it comes to to the part where you aren't able to uh they're not able to pour into you like you've been doing them for example if you have been that um sounding board for them during difficult times of their life or doing good times of their life, but they can't be that soundboard for you, that friendship is not serving you. If you aren't if you aren't able to express how you feel without them, um, with them not really being supportive or if you need the advice and they have nothing to say, or even if they're if they do have something to say and it's always negative. I think that just like we pray for a husband, we need to be praying for friendships. And yep. so I think that it's important to pray for your friends or pray for the type of people that enter your life because you can also be unequally yoked with friends. So yes, I I value friendships because I look at it for the long haul. Like who is going to be in my life? Who is going to be in my wedding? Who is going to be my godson or I mean my my godmother to my god to their son or a daughter you know what I mean so it's like yeah I value friendships that seriously I'm not a person that needs to have 50 11 friends around me to feel cool if I have a good group of friends that show up for me every time I'm definitely going to show up for them every time so 
Um, that's what I would say in, far, in terms of the red flags. But let's also talk about green flags, Shelby. So what are some of the green flags you feel like um, are that we can find in friendships? And how do you know if it's mutually beneficial to you? I think when I think about green flags and, you know, friendships being mutually beneficial, I think that if you, for the most time, leave interactions with your friend feeling replenished or like replenished, supported, and like your friend hears you, I feel like that's mutually beneficial because I feel like it's an exchange. And like you said, I feel like a lot of times people give, 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 and give and friendships don't work because nobody's giving to them. But I feel like if both parties are giving, I feel like if both parties are doing the best, being honest, authentic, and showing up for one another, I think that that's mutually beneficial. And I think that honestly, you won't be able to see that until like over time because if you think about it when we meet friends included like we meet people's representative but when you start to see people happy sad celebrating down depressed or you know promoted or going through life you get to see the real core of them and i think that that's an opportunity for you to see just what your friends are made of and i think for me i've been able to see like i always knew i had good friends but I really feel like God put the icing and the cherry on top this past year or two when he just really solidified that, man, you got some real riders. And like, I don't take that for granted because I see so many people, like I said, on social media saying like, I literally just saw somebody on Facebook say like, I'm going through so much, but I don't have anybody that I can call without gossiping. And in my head, I was like, that's so unfortunate that you don't have anybody in your corner. And I think a lot of people downplay friendship and they're like you know like I think it's important like God send me my man like you know I want to have one but I don't think you should discount friendships because they're equally as important and they play a part I think for me green flags are people who show up for you people who respect your boundaries people who are supporting loving compassionate people that do what they say they are going to do people who are consistent people you can be yourself around people that you can evolve um and do life with when I think about friendships I think about our friend group and I just think about um I remember um when we went out for your birthday last year um I had invited one of my friends um that's doesn't hang out with us like as a group a lot and one of the comments that she made was like oh my gosh like your friends are so cool like y'all are so supportive y'all are so nice you have a good time you know it's not like a lot of negativity or different things like that but you know that's all we know and I think that that that's a clear representation of green flags in a friendship like when somebody is genuine when somebody is genuinely your friend like they can see that from the outside looking in. And I think that in the past, you know, I've been fortunate enough to have good friends, but I think that as I've gone into my adult years, I've realized just like having good friends, it's important to be a good friend. And so I really try to show up and be the type of friend that I want to receive. And I feel like the more that I'm myself and the more that I show up for my friends and do what I can, the more that they return that tenfold and show up for me. I agree with everything you said, especially when you listed the green flags. I think the only one that I could think of that you didn't mention was 
accountability. I feel oh, like yeah. that is a huge green flag for me because I would want people in my tribe, like I said, my small tribe, <laughs> to hold me accountable and as I would do with them. Because I feel like if you want to have a friendship that lasts lifetimes, and it's not just one of those seasonal friendships, but it lasts you through your seasons of life, it has to be some accountability in there because that right. helps you grow. And so that's how I think that it would be, that's a green flag that would be mutually beneficial because nobody, you know, nobody can grow staying the same. Nothing can be different if it's always the same, right? So I think I appreciate people around me who are not always yes women. Like, girl, that was kind of messed up what you did or what you said. Okay, well, thank you for pointing that out to me because if we just doing whatever we want to do and no one's really holding us accountable or even with just like goals and dreams. Like if I tell share share with Shelby, this is what I want to do. You can bet 10 times out of 10 that she's going to be like, okay, so did you start that yet? Or what are you going to do about it? Like, so that's another way of holding accountability too. You want to be able to have friends in your corner that are really pushing you to um, out of your comfort zone, pushing your challenges. Um, I think those are great green flags and some people may not think, you know, accountability, nobody wants to be told what they want to do wrong, but accountability doesn't always have to be what you're doing wrong. It could be what you said you were going to do. Okay. Get out there and, and, and accomplish your goals. So that's what I would add to that. Yeah. And I agree. And I think that to your point, friend, I think accountability is really important because like when I think about like my closest friends and my best friends, you know, like I said, I consider those people family. And when you think about it, besides your family, your the, your friends that you're close to, like they know you the best. So if your friends can't hold you accountable, if your friends can't tell you about yourself, then I think that that's a dangerous person to be around because nobody's perfect. And honestly, if something wasn't right or I needed to be held accountable, like I would prefer it came from a close friend of mine because I know it's coming from a place of love. And I know that my friends would never tell me something that's not true. Right. And so last question for you on this segment is how has healthy friendships impacted your life or helped you? Oh my gosh. I think, honestly, just to keep it a buck and to keep it really simple, healthy friendships have really, really held me down and they have impacted me in such a positive way. I think that when you have the right people around you and the right friends around you, that it really just allows life to be a little bit better, life to be a little bit more comfortable, um, colorful, and just enjoyable. And so I think for me, when I have healthy friendships and I have people around me that I can trust, that I can depend on, that I love, um, I just think it makes everything better. I think that sisterhood and community is really, really important. And people will have you out here thinking that women cannot be friends, that all women are jealous of each other and all women don't support each other. But that is not true. Like, I, I pray just like we, you know, do your point, like just like we pray for like our friends to, you know, meet somebody that's going to treat them right and love them right. Like I pray that everybody experiences real genuine friendship and sisterhood because it really, really does um, change your life and impact your life. Like my mom always told me, if you got one good friend in your life, you got more than enough. And I think that as long as you try to show up and be a good person and be a good friend, then you'll get that back in return. But one thing that I've 
just realized about friendship is that you have to take people for who they are and what they are. And if you feel like somebody does not meet your friendship love language, that's okay. Let them go. Every time that I've had to let a friend go or let somebody go, God always, God always came back and replaced it tenfold or I understood why when I let it go. So like I said, I pray genuine sisterhood and friendship on every single person because it really does improve your quality of life, in my opinion. What do you think, friend? Yes, I think that's a great point. It does improve your quality of life. And I think most recently, um, well, let me back up. So I think when you can realize that you have healthy friendships in your life or realize that it really has impacted you in a healthy way is after you've gone through some type of hardship and who's really there yeah. for you. Because people can stand up with you in the club at the sections, but Listen. then when you really go into life be life and where is everybody? So um, I think uh, recently for my example, like you already know this Shelby, but I just lost my grandmother. So she was like, the matriarch of the family. I was really close to her. So this is a very hard time in my life. So um, not that I didn't know who my friends are. I I always have, but I've just, my, one of my challenges for 2022 with my friends is to be more vulnerable. And because I'm the type of person who was always like, I'm my own self counsel. You know what I mean? So like I would deal with things first and then take it to my friends. But this time I'm challenging myself to be, to do it differently. Like while I am actually going through something, I'm able to tell my friends and they're able to support me and lift me up. Um, One of my friends um, this weekend, she just simply was thinking about me and asked me to come over. Then she took me out to eat and like, it took my mind off of everything that I'm dealing with right now. And I was like, well, Erica, you could have been doing this in your friendships by instead of trying to figure out, figure out how you're going to deal with it first and then tell everybody, then they're going to be like, well, what, how is we going to help you? You know? So I think my point is, is that healthy friendships, they will be there for you if you let them be there for you. <laughs> if yeah. you're like me. So um, I feel like health, what I'm learning now is that I do have great friendships. Everybody in my life that is a friend, I appreciate each and every one of them, including you, Shelby, of course. Um, And so I think that everyone has impacted my life in a different way, but a positive way. And everyone has helped me like more than I've ever even expressed it. So like you said, or like your mom always says, like, as long as you have one good friend, girl, you blessed. So that's what I would say. All right, so let's keep it moving to our next segment of the show, which is the journey. So something we've been challenged with or overcome while building our brand, All Things Melanin. So let's talk about it. We both have big dreams and goals for ourselves that involve All Things Melanin. Let's talk about how we work and manifest towards our collective goal of growing All Things Melanin. So first question is, what is something that you've had to overcome? Um, I think one thing that I've realized that I've had to overcome since when we first started to where we are now that I think I have overcome is that I've had to overcome, like, I had to stop caring what people thought about me or how people perceive our brand and what we're doing. I think that, you know, I've always been honest um, with any of that thing that we've talked about and that we've discussed with our brand. But I think that in the past that I have just like held back, I've just held back with like some things that I say or how I say things because 
I want to be politically correct or I don't want people, you know, to um, think that I'm this way or that. But I then I realized I was like, God made me how, how I am. He gave me this personality. He gave me this voice. He gave me this mouth. So whoever I'm for, I'm going to be for. And whoever I'm not for, I'm not going to be for. And that's okay. But like, I can only use my gift through all things melon and if I'm authentically myself. So I think just being more vulnerable and being okay and confident in who I am and what I bring to the table and then just who I am within our brand to our audience, that has been my biggest thing that I've had to overcome. And I think that sometimes I still struggle with that because I'm human, but I think that I've just had to remind myself that like, your family loves you the way you are. Your friends love you the way you are. So it's okay for you to be authentically yourself because when I'm authentically myself, then I show other people that they can be authentically themselves. That's a great point. I love how you put that. Um, I would say something I've had to overcome would be perfectionism, perfectionism or however you want to say it because it could be scary when you first launch something or just went whatever if you put it out there it doesn't have to be perfect and also to along with that I think I had to overcome just not knowing how to do everything you know um of course Shelby and I we are blessed to have both of us doing this but both of us don't know how to do everything so it's okay to admit that we don't know how to do everything because honestly everything is figure outable and one thing that me and Shelby have done is we figured some stuff out and so I think those two things have been the major things for me because honestly as you grow your brand or whatever it is that you're working on it's going to improve or it should improve nobody can just start off as an expert everyone has to start off as a beginner in somewhere in some point and who knows most of the time the things that you've made mistakes on or messed up on or you didn't really like how you looked in that picture or you didn't like how you sounded on that podcast those could be the most favorited ones you know what I'm saying? Right. So just getting out of my own head and um, just letting the brand be what it is. Uh, I feel like that that's the main thing that I've learned um, what I needed to overcome. So um, Shelby, what is something that you found to be fulfilling as we build our community? Oh my gosh. I think the most fulfilling slash fun slash thing that I get the most enjoyment out is like when we get messages from people we don't know and even like our friends and people we do know just saying that you know they really liked a specific topic that we had or you know um they were or they may be like oh my gosh like girl I was literally crying laughing because I knew y'all were so serious that's your personality but I think the other thing to it is just like knowing that I'm not alone but just being able to relate to other women and other people and them knowing that they're not alone and just being alive for other people I think that you know just to take it back a little bit, we say this all the time, you know, when me and Erica started our brand, we just didn't feel like a lot of people shared their journeys or where they were in life or where they were going and how they got there. And one of the things that we wanted to do was just to be really transparent and open um, on our journey. Like a lot of these conversations that we have on the podcast, Erica and I literally have more in depth, just off, you know, camera, off podcast. So I think the most fulfilling thing to me is knowing that as we're walking in our purpose and as we're sharing our journeys and our stories and what we're navigating through life, just knowing that maybe us being a light to someone else 
or giving somebody a smile or letting them know they're not alone or letting them know that they are a bad bitch and they can do anything that they want. Whatever somebody gets from this that is positive, that is the most fulfilling thing for me. What about you, friend? Yes, I would obviously agree with all of that. <laughs> um, but I would add, it's just being inspirational, which is kind of along the lines of what you were just saying. And I feel like we've always stuck to our core values, which is what is the most fulfilling is we've always promised that we would be open and honest and transparent, which I feel like we are. We out here putting our dating chronicles on here. <laughs> yeah, we are. We out here praising God on here. Like we really putting our real selves out here. And so but in the midst of that also, opening up a lane for other creatives, other entrepreneurs, other people out here trying to figure it out (laughs) as well. So I think that those things are the most fulfilling and that's how we plan on continuing to build our community. And like I've said before, we've said before in other shows is that we really don't have, we really don't see anything like what we're doing, but we've made it into our own. And I think that that is like the most amazing thing to just be encouraging and supporting of others and especially women especially women of color. So, Oh yeah. Um, the next question would be, what are tangible steps that anyone can take to go after their dreams and or visions? Yeah. Um, I think one thing that I've realized as we've been on this journey of building all things melanin is that I think the hardest thing to do or the hardest step to do is to, essentially plan it out, set a date for it and launch it. I think the hardest thing to do is just to do it. Like, I think the planning part is easy. I think, you know, getting all of your branding, your website, just all the things that you need to execute your brand are easy. But I think if I had to tell anybody any piece of advice that is wanting to follow their dreams and visions, it's just to get very, very granular and uh, precise on what your vision looks like for you and then map out steps, map out tangible and realistic steps for you to get there and then just do it and be consistent. Because I think that, I think that coming up with the idea of mapping things out is the easy part, but I think that doing it and being consistent and disciplined is the hard part. So my advice was just to do it, to be consistent and to remember your why. Remember why you're doing it because, you know, sometimes it can get a little, you know, tiresome and sometimes you just get a little overwhelmed. But I think if you remember your why and you say discipline and then consistent, then you will eventually see your dreams and visions come to pass. Yes, I think that's, great advice and it reminded me of like whenever we do have a guest on the show or we have like a go-getter series and we ask you know what advice would you give someone who's trying to go after their dreams and literally 99% of people that we've interviewed has said just go for it just right. do it and it is so true it sounds so cliche and whatever but it is true like Shelby just said that's the hardest part it's just just to just start kind of like what I was saying before what I had to overcome is to get out of my head so I think once you do that and you actually take that first step like I said everything is figure outable like Shelby always say we be we go into YouTube University Google University like you gonna figure it out if there's people around you in the same industry or whatever ask those questions don't be afraid to ask people like hey how'd you do this or where did you get this um program at or whatever so 
those could be some other tangible steps because honestly, when you think about your dream as a whole, it could be very, very overwhelming. Break it down into quarters. That's what y'all be on. We still be surviving off of breaking this thing down into quarter one through Q4. So um, just do what you have to do to make sure that you are taking those initial steps if you are just starting out or if you do take those initial steps and be consistent. Consistency is the hardest thing. I think Shelby, you said that earlier, but it really is hard. There's nothing wrong with taking a break, taking rest, taking a little hiatus. But come back to it, though. <laughs> come back to it. So that's what I would say. And um, to anybody who's doing that, we give kudos for you to even go after your dreams. All right. So let's keep it moving to our mentor moment segment. So this is when we read a listener's letter and then we give our advice on it. So the, sh- uh, the letter reads, hi, Shelby and Erica, I would love your advice on something. So recently I reconnected with a friend that I had a fallen out with from my past. Everything was going really well for the first couple of months, but recently I found that I'm starting to see bits and pieces of the old her, and I don't like that. My question is, should I let it go, talk to her about it, or just slowly let the friendship fizzle out? Okay. So I think, personally, I think that when people, like, come back in your life, I feel like that can be, like, a really sticky and tricky situation um, I think that people can change, but then I also think that people be trying to play you and sometimes they don't change. Um, so I said that to say that I think that in these type of situations, I think it's very important to go back to the reason that you all fell out and you're not friends anymore. Like I think getting to the core of, okay, was it something that's petty that we just didn't, you know, talk about? Or did this person try to cut me to the core and end me? Because if they tried to cut you to the core and end me, it's a hell no, okay? It's a hell no for me all the way around. I think that's the first thing. And I think the second thing is I think that we don't give our bodies and our intuitions and our guts enough credit. Um, I think it's really important to trust and follow your gut and your intuition. And I just feel like if something about it doesn't feel right to you i think a lot of times when our good and our intuition try to tell us something like we'll be like oh i'm tripping or i'm overreacting or oh it's too much but a lot of times you're not tripping you're not overreacting there have been so many times that i have asked eric i've told erica situations that i thought i was tripping and she was like girl you're not tripping you're absolutely correct so i think that if you're gutting your intuition is telling you that this person is moving funny then i then I personally would let it go. And I think that sometimes it doesn't even have to be a big blowout or it doesn't have to be a big argument or conversation. Like if you feel like, if you feel the need to have a conversation with her, then I would go in in a calm manner and, you know, and just tell her how you feel. But if you do have a conversation with this person, then I would watch how they react because I think that's going to tell you every single thing that you need to know. I think for me personally, like if I saw, if I fell out with somebody and I fell out with them hard, And then I saw bits and pieces of, you know, who they used to be in the past. Then for me, that would like trigger me and like give me a clue that maybe that maybe this person is not for me. And honestly, I would probably just like slowly fade into the background. You know, like that Homer Simpson meme where he's in the bushes. That would be me. Like you just (laughs) you just wouldn't see me anymore. And I and I say that because like I'm very I think 
one thing that I've learned is like, just because I make up with somebody does not mean we have to be friends. And I think sometimes you got to love people from a distance. Sometimes you got to support people from a distance. But I think that you just have to look at the root of why you all fell out. And I feel like you have to trust yourself. Like if your body is saying that that person is moving funny or they're doing the most or, you know, you're seeing pieces of that old person and you don't like it, then you have every right to remove yourself and exit stage left. So that's honestly probably what I personally would do. But hey, that's just me. What about you, friend? Yeah, I have mixed feelings about this because I think you made a good point. Like, what was the falling out in the first place? I think that is important to remember, not to hold, you know, this thing that happened over that person's head because you should forgive and all of that. But don't forget. Like, it, it just it really matters what was the initial reason of the fallout and what are these bits and pieces of the old her or him that came out, you know, cause those could be crucial red flags. So for me, I can just tell you what I would do. Cause um, everybody knows. I, I just believe in that old school thing. Like fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Because I feel like for me, I give friendships so many chances, times, grace I hold on to them so long like you were saying earlier Shelby like God will make something dramatic happen to where it falls out and so it's not like I just throw people away but once I'm actually done which I've actually done the work to heal from that friendship because let's be honest friendship breakups can be worse than a relationship they are. breakup sometimes. they are honestly no, yeah so I'm not talking like this is easy to do but I personally if you've already seen these bits and pieces, whatever they are, let's just say that they are some major red flags, I would honestly set up boundaries. I would not, don't feel like you have to talk on the phone with them every day or text them every day or go hang out with them all the time and every weekend, like set up boundaries first. Because I don't ever want to encourage somebody to just throw a friendship away. But I'm just saying, be cautious of people because a lot of the times if they, if they're, if you're used to um, a certain way and they know you're used to them being that certain way sometimes people will go right back into being comfortable because they're like oh well she's still gonna hang out with me because we've been friends for so long like no yep. so if they don't come back different then I would just say set up the boundaries um because like I said if it's worth holding on to I would encourage you to at least talk to her about it and just set up the boundaries but if, if it's something that you're like, oh, girl, no, I don't want you to get burned twice and just kind of walk away. Like Shelby said, Homer, just go back in them bushes <laughs> and, and call it a day. Um, but that would be my advice. So, you guys, if you have a question that you want us to answer, please send us an email to allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com or slide in our DMs on IG at allthingsmelanin underscore underscore. So we are going to leave you with words of encouragement. Okay. So our words of encouragement are coming from Mark 2 through 5. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room even outside the door. While he was preaching God's word to them, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, so they dug a hole through the roof above his head. Then they lowered the man on his mat right down in the front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my child, your sins are forgiven. Okay, so I encourage you to go back and read this whole passage because what I'm about to say is paraphrasing. So go back and read it for yourself. 
But what I wanted to say about this is, you know, if you know this parable, you know the story. This man had been paralyzed for a very, very long time. And if you've been in a certain situation for a long period of time and nothing has changed and you've done all that you feel like you can do, a lot of times you you feel hopeless or you feel like you can't go on or you just feel like it's just this is, is what it is until I die. But one thing that I want to point out is that like his friends wanted him to be healed so bad that they took him to meet Jesus. When they got there, it was so crowded and so packed that they just couldn't walk up. They couldn't walk up to him. And I think that a lot of times when we find a solution to a situation or we find a solution to a problem where we feel like we can solve or get better, we'll do it or we'll go to fix it. But right when we do it, it doesn't work. But instead of his friends like giving up, they went on the roof, they dug a hole, they probably had to carry this man up to the roof, and then they lowered him. Y'all, that's a lot of work. <laughs> I'm just going to point that out. And so one thing that I just want us to get from this parable is that like, it really matters who you hang around with and it really matters who you call a friend and it really matters who you surround yourself with. This man was paralyzed. He could not move. He could not walk. He could not do anything. But his friends had enough faith and they loved him enough and they cared him enough that they made sure that he got near Jesus. Jesus was so impressed and he was so filled by the faith that they had that he healed that man on the spot. And so I said all that to say that I think it's really, really important to be aware of who you call your who you call a friend and be aware of who surrounds you because I think this is a really good illustration that even when you don't have it or you can't get to it or you can't make something happen if you have people around you that have faith that love you that are compassionate that are believers sometimes their faith will be the down payment to get which to get healed or to get your blessing or to get your breakthrough. And everybody's not anointed like that. Like it's important to have people around you that love you, but it's also important to have friends around you that will pray over you, that will pray for you, that will go before you. And that will be there sometimes when you can't be there for yourself. Um, I remember like a year or so ago when the pandemic hit y'all, I am usually positive, Patty. You can ask Erica. I'm usually positive. I'm usually happy. But for like a long period of time, I just didn't have it in me. I was neutral Nancy, negative Nancy. I just didn't have it in me. But looking back, one thing that I am so proud of is that I literally had friends that stood in the gap for me. I had friends that prayed for me. I had friends that prayed over me. I had friends that said, hey, like, what do you need? I had friends that showed up for me that didn't know how to show up for myself. I remember there was a period in my life, there was something that happened that I was just so stressed that my friend, one of my friends was like, I would drive 45 minutes to bring you something to eat or to be with you or to do whatever you need to do. Like, what do you need from me? And I just want to encourage you to just be very vigilant and be very aware of the people that you surround yourself with, because that matters. Like when you have friends that are believers, that are Christians, that are prayer warriors, and that can fill the gap for you, that matters in life be life it. And you don't ever know when you're going to need somebody to do that for you. So I really pray that you are surrounded by people who love you, encourage and you, support you. And I pray that you're surrounded by genuine hearts that are not afraid. Like, yeah, I like to go. I like to party. I like to have a good time. But I'm more impressed that my friends can pray over me, pray through me and just really have my back through times. That's what I would say.
Amen, girl. Like, I really don't have nothing else to say. Except what I said earlier is be be serious about praying for friendships, praying for new yeah. friendships, but also pray for the friendship that you have now. And if you have some questions about, oh, I don't know if this friendship is, is serving you, ask God to show you. Ask God to expose the people around you. And believe me, if you ask him to show you, you better be ready to see it. But oh, I think yeah. that was great show you broke that down girl is you an ordained pastor because i'm trying to figure out when is your sunday service because girl i will be in the front <laughs> but no um that was that was great it blessed me just to hear you talk about that so yeah okay well i'm gonna close this on out close your eyes bow your head if you're driving sweat with it we don't want you to die get a ticket here we go Heavenly Father, we come to you as humble as we know how. First and foremost, not to ask you for anything, but to thank you for everything. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your mercy, Lord Jesus. Thank you for the things that we don't even think to thank you about that we don't even think to thank you about. Lord Jesus, we just pray for each and every person that is assembled, that is listening to this podcast. We don't know what their troubles are. We don't know what they have on their mind. We don't know what they're enduring or going through, but we know that you do. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would cover them. I pray that you would keep them. I pray that you would go before them. I pray that you would protect them. I pray that you would protect their families. I pray that you would allow them to be prosperous. I pray that there's something that they're wondering about, something that's weighing on them. I pray that you would give them the answer and the affirmation that they need to go forward. I pray that you would just allow people to be in their life that love them, that support them, and they care for them. We pray that we pray genuine sisterhood and brotherhood over everyone. We pray community over everyone. We pray that whatever area of their lives that they're struggling in, Lord Jesus, that you would just allow them to be free from that. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you would protect everyone and listening from the virus, Lord Jesus. We pray that they will be prosperous in every area of their life, and we pray that they know that they matter and that they are amazing. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.